Oh, Miss Margo, you're looking kind of down. Oh, you wouldn't believe the time I had, Jerry. I went in for an audition that I didn't get again. It was a one-man show playing Christopher Watkins. Oh, and you didn't you didn't get that, huh? No, I didn't. Oh, if only I was represented by a talent agency of sorts. Have you ever heard of Magna Talent? Magna? That sounds wild. Do tell. It's pretty great. I mean, Magna's been in business for over 25 years, and they represent an extremely diverse talent pool for work in film, TV, print, voiceover, live appearances, and a whole lot more. 25 years, you say? What else do they offer, Jerry? Uh, well, I mean, Magna accepts talent from the state of Oklahoma who have professional industry standard headshots, as well as considerable training and experience in the industry. Well, I'm from Oklahoma, and I have considerable training in the industry. Who else does Magna talent help besides beautiful people like me? Uh, well, I mean, other than potentially you, I mean, they've got Darcy Lynn Farmer, they've got <gasps> Noah Crawford, they've got Mike Gassaway, they've got <gasps> Connie Franklin, what? Kate Jones, <gasps> Bruce Davis, Brooks Ryan. And potentially you, Miss Margot. <laughs> Butter my biscuit, slap my face, and call me Prince Charles. You know, I'm not I'm not going to do that, but uh, you know what? Here's a computer. You could just go to magnatalent.com and get signed up. You know, I would love to do that, but first, watch me dance. <gasps> you know what? Miss uh, Margot, you don't need to dance. You, you, know, you just go to magnatalent.com. You know, in fact, they're even on any kind of social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You, are you okay? I'm a little winded, but I'm fine. I've got the dance and magic in me. <laughs> You know, I, I really think you should just go to magnatalent.com and... and, uh, and After my dance routine, Jerry, watch. <sighs> all right, well, yeah. uh, let me just get you all set up here. Magnatalent.com is a great place for actors, dancers, singers, just like you. Can you see by the Hello and welcome to the podcast that explores the Heartlands Entertainment Industries. I'm Brian, and I am joined for this intro and eventually the the end of this episode by the lovely, incredibly talented Lainey Gilliland, my wifey Pooh. Say hi. Hi. I don't get the wifey poo. Like, it's like, she's my wife, but she's crap. <laughs> That's what it sounds like That's to me. not what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't know. I've always just, I think you're even in my phone as the wifey poo. It's never Lainey wifey poo like, oh, bougie, boo, you boo. It's you say like, it so seriously, so it's like scary. The wifey poo. Do you know what you're in my phone as? Because you put it that way after we started dating 11 years ago. I no. What am I? Brian James Sexy Pants. And it's stayed that way for ten yes. years. And I forget that it's that because um, you know, whenever you do Siri and you're like, call Brian, and then it like will vocally over your speaker be like, calling Brian James Sexy Pants, like in public. <laughs> I'm like, you know, what? So that okay. So you know what? My phone calls me. I forgot that I did this because I, <clears throat> I I did it like late at night when I was like super tired. I was like sarcastically, I'm gonna call myself this. So I did that of, uh, oh, you know, uh, like you hit up Siri and then she's like, yes, so and so I will do that. <laughs> what, what was it? <laughs> <laughs> it was, yes, Brian, you dumb bleep. <laughs> <laughs> and I was you like, were, rude. <laughs> you were just asking for it. <laughs> yeah. 
My favorite is whenever you had your text tone as the fart sound. Oh, God. Oh, my that, God. That bit me right in the butt. You had so many good stories, like the elevator story with that. Yeah. Word of wisdom. If you're going to change your text message to the tone of a farting sound, you might want to be careful where you have it not on silent. Because <laughs> I'm standing in an elevator alone. And then a large group of people pile into the elevator. So now I'm surrounded by all these people. And then I get a text. And my text tone was the sound of... No, no, it was like... It had like a grunt <coughs> before. It was like... <laughs> it did sound and like realistic. Yeah, when you're standing in an elevator, there's no explaining that away. <laughs> you're just the guy that farted in, a, in an elevator at that point. You've pretty much... The older you get, you've lost all shame. Like... Uh, <laughs> like... I, yeah, well, on that particular instance, I was afraid. <laughs> Why were you? I wasn't even embarrassed. I was afraid. Why? <laughs> because I'm like, these people are going to kill me. I farted in an elevator. They all gave me that. They all turned to me. I was like, <laughs> man, and I held today. my phone up. I was like, it was my text tone. <laughs> and they were like, sure, sure. it was. <laughs> So don't do that. I don't even know what my text tone is now. What's yours? It's just the regular, like... Boring. I know. Hmm. You've had, like, Power Rangers and lightsabers. Yeah, that was a good one. And Oh, it, mine is... It's uh, the Snicked, the uh, the Wolverine's... La- <laughs> I almost said Wolverine's Laser Blades. <laughs> laser Blades? <laughs> laser Blades. That sounds like the name of an awesome movie, by yeah. the way. Laser Blades. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what did he maker- cut him with? Laser blades. <laughs> from the makers of Sharknado. <laughs> <laughs> Laser blades. <laughs> yeah, no, it's the sound of Wolverine's blades. Shink! You are- and then when you read the comics, that is spelled snicked. Oh. You are so cool. I know. How are you married? I don't know. <laughs> Any the hoozle. <laughs> so today we are talking with Alex McNichol, uh, who is an actor that he actually lives in... Um, in the <laughs> New York area, <laughs> but he does a ton of work in in L.A. and he was here shooting Sleeping in Plastic. Oh, at this point, I think it was about a year and a half ago. Uh, which, by the way, I just also realized I'm working on a movie right now with the gal that plays Francesca from Breaking Bad, the receptionist, who is my favorite. Yeah, I love her. And whenever she first walked on set, I was thinking to myself, I I feel like I've worked with her before. Well, it turns out I had, and I didn't even realize it. She was also in Sleeping in Plastic. And then today, that that other day, whenever I saw her again, Lanny and I had been re-watching Breaking Bad. She is watching it for the first time. You little bougie boo. <laughs> you little innocent soul. <laughs> I've turned. She done turned. She broke bad. Now I have all these dreams that I'm selling meth. <laughs> it's a thing now. It's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. But, so, I recognized her right off the bat, and I was like, have I worked with her? Where do I know her from? And then it dawned on me, oh, geez, she's in Breaking Bad. And so, I said hi to Francesca. Anyway, she was also in Sleeping in Plastic. Long story short, we're talking to Alex McNichol now. You like how I came around? Yes. You like how I did the roundabout logic? Yes. Yes. Now, this particular episode, uh, Alex was not in state, so he was Skyping in. So, whenever we recorded this episode... It was between, it was with myself and Nicholas, Nicholas Zabo. So we're going to cut to our conversation 
where Nicholas and I are sitting here, and then we're going to cut back to Lainey rejoining. So Lainey is going to morph into Nick, and then Nick is going to morph back into Lainey at the end of this episode. Make sense? Does that make magic. sense to you? It's magic. Wizardry. It's sound man the magic. wizardry of editing. Oh, by the way, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but uh, that little Magnet Talent ad that you just listened to? Yeah, guess who Margot was? That was me. <laughs> that was the wifey poo. That was, that was me. It was fun. Yeah. So, anywho, <clears throat> along with Sleeping in Plastic, Alex has been in uh, The Society. He's been in Amazon's Transparent. He was actually a recurring character in Amazon's Transparent. He was in The Fifth Wave. Uh, the guy's just been in all sorts of different things. So, today we're talking about what it's like to be on a set of that magnitude of like an Amazon show and then coming to Oklahoma and working in the indie world. What's it like as an actor? And then we also kind of get into the topic of like, if you're a filmmaker and you're trying to get a name actor onto your project, how do you do that when you don't have an enormous budget? So with that in mind, enjoy our Skype conversation with the awesome, fantastic Alex McNichol. So we're here with Alexander McNichol. How are you, sir? Skyping from Albuquerque, New Mexico. From from a from a cardio room in uh, <laughs> in Albuquerque. <laughs> With the friggin' coolest rock climbing gym of all time. That's friggin' awesome. Shout out to Stone Age Climbing Gym in Albuquerque. Yeah, Sponsor- yeah. Sponsoring this podcast. That's right. This week's episode. We're gonna have to give him a call and be like, "You guys, unfortunately, you owe us some money." So yeah, I know we're gonna. Didn't. We're going to send all of our future guests to there just to have them yeah. broadcast from there. Yeah, dude, it's a cool place. Albuquerque School. Yeah, yeah. So where are you from originally? Like, where is your main place of residence? Frenchtown, New Jersey. Frenchtown, New Jersey. So do you do a lot of work kind of in the New York area? No, no, I don't. I uh, So I moved to Los Angeles about, like, back in 2013. I'm not good at math, but I think it was six years. Huh. And uh, and I've, I've worked out there, and I actually have never worked in New York, um, but I hope to work in New York, and and you know it'd be fun to shoot in New Jersey too. But I've actually never worked over there. So, see, that's so interesting. We're we're gonna talk a little bit about um, just kind of the main point of today's conversation. We're talking about big budget stuff versus kind of micro budget, smaller budget stuff, and so many actors that I've talked to they don't necessarily work where they live. There's a lot of people that live locally here in Oklahoma that work, do a ton of work out in Oklahoma or out in uh, California, out in Albuquerque is a freaking huge hub, Georgia and all that. But, uh, but before we go any further, we got to talk about sleeping in plastic because sleeping in plastic is coming out. That's right. And you are the main star. Mm -hmm. We shot this golly. We shot this thing last year. Was it was it last? I thought it was like ten years ago. It feels like it, it feels, feels like an eternity. I thought it was like maybe twenty seventeen or something like that. When did we shoot that? I don't know, man. It's been it's been forever. You're probably right. It was probably more than a year. It, it was it was fall of twenty seventeen, if I believe, if I recall. It was right mm-hmm. around this time back in twenty seventeen. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It takes takes forever. It's been gestating. Yeah. Yep. Well, that so, was the thing. So, we're speaking about budgets, you know, when you have a like a low budget, yeah, it takes a while. You know, you gotta you gotta grind. You got a lot of people working their butt off, and it takes time. Yeah. So. Yeah. It takes a little longer. So, tell us a little bit about 
sleeping in plastic just for the audience that that has no idea the movie that we're talking about by the time this podcast does come out it will be out and people can be like they listen to this episode and they'll be like i've got to watch this they movie can sprint check it over out. to their computers yeah. yeah so what's the movie about well if i recall correctly because this was about like we said years ago uh <laughs> yeah, forever it's basically it, it, it follows a bunch of little storylines, but uh, but I guess the main storyline is a high school wrestler who, if he's from a small sleepy town and uh, and and his life kind of gets uprooted and turned upside down because he kind of falls in love with an escort and kind of becomes her personal driver in a way, and he kind of gets pulled into this little underbelly of uh, of chaos that happens, and and I think I mean. I, I, I think it takes place in Texas is the idea, but uh, but as we know, as insiders, we shot in Oklahoma. But but it, <laughs> yeah. But it, but it's meant to kind of be anywhere, kind of small town USA, Midwest type of type of feel. So, um, but yeah, but there's a bunch of little characters that are very quirky. It's a very um, I don't know. It's a, it, for me, it's like a very like lucid feel to it. The whole script is very kind of like had this like dream slash nightmare feel to it. So yeah, so I can't yeah. wait to see because at this point we haven't gotten to see the final the final cut yet. But man, I remember whenever we were shooting it, it, it there's like it's a real it's a it's a dark drama, suspenseful kind of thing. I don't know what to compare it to. It kind of it had like um, it sounds a little bit just again just from listening a little bit um, blue velvety or something like that. You know, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like I'm like this kind of that dreamlike state. Yeah, it's definitely got that this... dark, dreamy feel to it. Yeah, and yeah, it's like yeah. kind of it's like vignette style almost is what I remember. It's almost it's so the dream thing is kind of like yeah, exactly like just a bunch of little vignettes basically throughout the script of like you know these little kind of like how when we dream and we wake up and then we dream and we go back to sleep. You know, it's like we have these little you know snippets. So yeah, yeah, that yeah. sounds awesome. Yeah. So what was it like? shooting this movie in oklahoma have you ever shot anything in oklahoma before that i had never even been to oklahoma before that First really in oklahoma. yeah it was uh but it was fun yeah oklahoma had a lot to offer it was like you know we had a lot of different landscapes or backdrops or environments you know right there and then um yeah it was cool man it was it, it definitely had it was funny because oklahoma city you know has like a, it's like a little pocket it's like a little city and then everywhere else was very Barren's the wrong just word. Just you know flat. what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It had a it had a bit of a, a desolate vibe to it, and maybe desolate's yeah. a little it's a bit dramatic and and extreme. It wasn't desolate like there's like civilization and stuff. But yeah, man, it like the small towns, you know, just little little mm -hmm. pockets of little small towns and a lot of open area, a lot of space. So, I mean, we were shooting. We were shooting out in the Choctaw. I'm trying to think of all the places that we shot at because we were in the Choctaw area. Yeah, Hera. Which was Her yeah, the Hera area. Hera area. Hera area. area. What was your favorite thing about? Because you were here for about a month. What was your favorite thing about Oklahoma? You know what? I was. I loved the uh, Empire Pizza. Nice. Yeah. No, no, no. I just kidding. I, I did love it though. But I, I loved the uh, no. The, I actually the industrial kind of area over there was really cool. That's where I was staying while I was there. Um, I, do you call it the industrial area? What's that place called? The auto auto area with the old. Yeah, I'd call that the industrial area. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like like near Bricktown ish. Yeah, it was like, like automobile um, alley kind of. Yeah, it was uh, it was right by the stadium too. It was kind of walking distance to the to the basketball stadium. Mm -hmm. what, nice. What's that area called? What's that area? 
I think that is like Bricktown yeah, or the... Automobile Alley. Like it's like yeah down. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. was cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they had the little plant shop cafe there. That was really yeah. nice. The Okay Yeah. I think mm-hmm. that was delicious. Shout out to yeah. Okay Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay Yeah. Yeah. We're just giving all the free sponsors. I, yeah. Today. Right. I think that was what it was called. It was a really nice little plant sh- and cafe shop. It was really cool. No, I really liked the yeah. The Plaza District was fun. Um, I didn't really venture out to a lot of places. I think I went out to Norman for a little nice. for a little bit for an excursion. Now, I'm I'm curious since the, you you've kind of been in a lot of different markets. Like, what was your um, how would you compare the the Oklahoma film industry to the the industries that you find in like L.A. or Albuquerque, like that kind of uh, you know larger markets and stuff. So, LA was LA is LA, man. LA has like everything, obviously, and it's like it's it's the biggest market I think currently still probably in the film as far as film goes. And so there's just everything there. You know, you have an abundance of crew, you have an abundance of equipment, you have an abundance of locations of studios of all that stuff. So it's it's hard to compare that to you know to to any other market. But um, but yeah, Oklahoma, like you know, it was. And also the budget, you know what I mean? Like if we were shooting like an like the Avengers or something in Oklahoma, I'm sure that there would have been tons of crazy equipment, huge crews, you know what I mean? All that stuff. Yeah. So we were yeah, working with sure. a small crew, with a small. It was very very indie, you know. It was super like which was really fun because it was a lot of people working hard and um, just a, yeah, it just it, it, like the success of it depended on everybody's you know camaraderie and, and cohesiveness, so to speak. You know what I mean? It was kind of yeah. like. We had to work with what we had. I remember the truck died like the very last day of shooting. Oh, you know, dude. like it's it like stuff like that that like you know you just kind of like, got to roll with, you know, and like or like certain locations falling through or like you know stuff stuff that you know little things happening here and there. But um, yeah, it was a very like kind of gritty passion project, you know. Yeah. So, but it was it was fun, man. Is and then Albuquerque is um, it's another it it it, ha- it feels like it feels like Los Angeles out here because. It actually like kind of seems like similar to this place called Burbank in LA. Yeah, it's almost like it's like a Southwest weird and in a good way weird like Burbank out here. And uh, and then yeah, and then but but yeah, for sure they're shooting so much stuff out here, and uh, it has you know they have like you know the studios and stuff. And um, so yeah, so it's interesting being out here. It's kind of like in Boston was I felt kind of similar in Boston because Boston's kind of coming up and they have a big studio out there, New England studios, and they have a lot of locations and a lot of things film out there. Um, so yeah, so so Oklahoma just felt um, it just felt like 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 a like a like a smaller version, you know, it just kind of felt like a like a you know a small town version of of the big stuff. So yeah, but th- but there's quality people, you know, it was like it was a quality project. I don't really remember any big snafus where where i was ever like fucking oklahoma you know <laughs> yeah. like like yeah they, like what we the- didn't have a lot of divas on set it was nice no, no, except it was for that good. sound a- guy you had except for that one that sound that guy one sound guy who liked to have his mustache his box waiting around and- he was so weird too yeah he <laughs> like, you know, like yeah he was a weird guy this guy keeps going yeah. over to me and like like trying to mic me or something like touch me yeah <laughs> he's trying to he touch trying me to puts the mic in my crotch area and I, it's the first time i've ever had the mic down there it's nice, nice but i guess that's how they do nice to yeah you that's know how you do it in oklahoma okay yeah. <laughs> now you've been on a lot of larger sets like you know for for the listeners you know you just look up this fella's imdb alex mcnichol you've been on the fifth wave 
with Chloe Marie or Chloe Grace Moretz. Uh, like you've been on Transparent with um, uh, Jeffrey Tambor and just a ton of different movies. For some reason, I had it in my brain that you were in Vikings. No, that's a different and, Alex. <laughs> I don't know why. I think I saw your Instagram and you were in like a Viking-ish outfit or something. Oh like yeah, that. that's actually that was in Ukraine. That was a movie actually that's going to be coming out hopefully later this month or next month. Uh, it's premiering actually on the ninth in Ukraine um, because it's a Ukrainian story, but we shot the thing in English. Uh, and, uh, oh, okay. And so it's going to be an international. There, you know, we're hoping for like an international type of market, but. Um, I don't know when it'll premiere in America or how it will, like if it'll be streaming or theatrical or whatever. But no, yeah. but that was that. That's the definitely Viking vibe. It took place in like 1241 AD. We had oh, like wow. swords and spears and horses and you know all that stuff. And but uh, but no, Vikings would have been cool. Alexander Ludwig is on Vikings. Maybe he's ah, the other Alex. he's the other Alex. Yeah, and we, your, we have a similar. T- I declare it. He's your sworn enemy. He took your uh, Vikings role. That's right, Alex. If you're listening, <laughs> you yeah. son of a. It's like Monday it's like, night. <laughs> there. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Like, I'm actually up for a movie right now that shoots next month, and he's actually uh, one of the roles in it. He's one of the main roles. Oh, so, no kidding. Yeah, I would love to work with him. So, so we'll you, see guys can, you guys can put on your Viking outfits and duel to yeah, the death. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, sh- I knew I should have kept that stuff. I knew I should have kept my, yeah. wolf, my wolf skin and my, yeah. my shields. <laughs> so what's what, like, since you've been on all these other larger sets and stuff, like, wh- comparing to the lower-budget projects... What are how would you compare those to? Like, what are the differences just right out the gate? I think I mean the the noticeable ones like the the, the you know the off camera stuff is like uh, catering. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like there's such an abundance and exorbitant amount of like food and craft and crafty on the big budget stuff. There's yeah. a lot of waste. There's a lot of waste. You know, a lot of wasted food. A lot of wasted everything. Um, so it's so some of it's unnecessary. Um, obviously, like the the trailers and like you know the makeup trailers, the wardrobe trailer, like all that stuff. You know, obviously, it's, if it's a bigger budget, you know, you have bigger, nicer things. And um, yeah, and then and then like we were saying, like on the big stuff, like a bigger crew, you know, crazier camera equipment. You know, you see like jibs and cranes and drones. Yeah. Oh my. just all over the place just yeah yeah it's just crazy no yeah there's just it's just it's just bigger it's you know it's the same thing but bigger and um also i think timing too you know what i mean it seems like there's sometimes it's 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 still chaotic because you know you're still trying to do much stuff but but also you know on a lower budget stuff you know you're trying to be economic with all your shots you know you're trying Mm to you know maybe steal shots when you can and you know and, and try to maybe knock out different coverage in, in a more efficient manner. Whereas, you know, on a big budget that the, the sky's the limit, you know, you might just kind of take a little more time and, you know, mess around and stuff. So, um, yeah. Do you, do you feel like that has an effect on the process of acting between those two, like low budget versus high budget? Sure. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's also personal to the people around, you know, it's like all very, it's different in every time, but yeah, I think there's definitely, there's definitely a more valuable precious uh you know kind of feel when you're when you're like oh i might only get two shots of this on my coverage or i might only get you know um you know three or four takes total whereas like on a big budget thing you might get like 15 takes or you might get you know what i mean it's it's like different coverage so yeah so there's definitely i think a heightened uh 
I don't know. They like, like, but it's, but it's that thing. It's like you try to bring it to the table on whatever kind of budget you're on. You know, it's like you want to do your best. You want to work your hardest and stuff. But at the same time, it's like there's definitely maybe a more um, urgent's the wrong word. But you know what I mean. But there's definitely a more, yeah. Um, yeah there's just this economic and kind of uh, is expedient the word? I don't know if expedient. Could be word. the word. We can make yeah. it the word. Let's make, make it the word. It. Yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's a feel to it because you know because you're limited on time and you're and you want to you know you want to do the best you can with what you got and yeah and that's what's and that's what's really cool about it too because it, it, it that's what I think why people love indie movies and art house stuff is because there is a very unique and precious it's like a handmade thing you know what I mean it's mm-hmm. like it's like yeah. oh, it's like it's like a beautiful little handmade gift that you've gotten or or a, or a work of art rather than a big something that a machine made you know and right. Much less corporate feeling and all that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So now I've got a I've got a technical question just because I'm I'm curious as a crew member. How many pages on like the fifth wave? Like, what was the average page count that you guys would shoot on a day? Oh man, I try to. I mean, specifically for that film, that was, that was a while ago. So like, I, I would I would I kind of forget. But it, but it was a pretty good amount. You know what I mean? It was like. Um, it's it's different because so something like that we had a lot of days where there would be big big units so like where we'd have like you know a, a bus exploding or like a helicopter landing or like you know stuff like that so so those type of things you know maybe we shot less pages for that day maybe it was just like one scene you know what I mean but um, yeah. but then but and then they'd always have you know multiple crews like a splinter crew that was shooting all the BT, like you know B footage or like you know getting specific stunt stuff that that people didn't need to be there for on that day. But um, but yeah, usually they, they they would crank it out. It's funny; it, it all depends. It's really it's really it depends on the crew and the the filmmakers because I know you know I've worked on big budget stuff where you might shoot maybe like three pages for the whole day. Yeah, and like you know, and like and <laughs> just, just 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 because they're like, yeah, we have a big budget and this is whenever like people are available and you know we can shoot. You know, they might shoot for nine hours or ten hours rather than you know, cranking out a 16, 17 hour day, you know, trying yeah. to shoot like nine, 10 pages or whatever, you know? So. See, mm-hmm. and that's when you know that you've made it. Mm-hmm. When you can shoot for nine hours in one day, call it a day, mm-hmm. and you've shot three pages and be like, we've, and you're we, good. we've blown up three helicopters. We have <laughs> 14 drones. We're good. We got it. I was, uh, the other thing that like, I was always blown away by, like on the larger budget stuff that I've worked on, like on True Detective, we there were like five cameras in play at the same time for some of those scenes, and with low budget stuff, like you just don't see that. No, you know? no, you got, you got like, a, B, yeah. a and B cam. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's nuts. I mean, yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's funny because it's like which which is better, which is more. You know what I mean? It's like sometimes like it's hard to say. It just it's, yeah. it's like you know you get quality products both ways, but seeing seeing somebody able to pull off a movie with just one camera or like maybe two on certain scenes and you know a, a crew of like 15 people and then rather than you know 100 or you know 50 however many it's like i don't know it just it, it like makes you think it's like you know what's yeah you know i don't know it's all it's all so subjective and, and personal so so what is your what's the appeal to you on the indie level you know because you know, you're you're in a full range of stuff, and like I just saw you in a commercial the other day, and I was like, "Hey, it's Alex." The HPV <laughs> one? 
I, uh, <laughs> I, yeah. I think it was something like that because I, I, I was so distracted by seeing your face that I couldn't remember what the product was. Yeah, because I did so. an HPV vaccine that's been airing for like years. And like, uh, nice. it's like my, yeah, it's like my main, my, my, my bread and butter. And also like my most record, like I have people that come up to me and they're like, did you, did you go to like, you know, like Northridge or like whatever area I'm in? And, and I'm like, no, nah. I'm like, but I'm an actor. And they're like, oh, okay. And I'm like, have you ever seen this show? And they're like, nah i'm like oh, oh have you ever seen this movie and they're like nah and i'm like ah oh, shit and then i know it's like they recognize me from the hpv, HPV guy yeah hey it's the hpv guy mm-hmm. <laughs> but but also the the progressive commercial though too is airing right now and that was fun to do too i think that's what it was that i saw i think it was the progressive one yeah it might have yeah, been, been the, the hpv p- progressive one the one in where the, like they're like get progressive and don't get hpv yeah yeah. Them. yeah we should we should that's a good idea Come yeah I gotta, I'm gonna... progressive insurance is covering all sorts of things nowadays yeah. it's crazy <laughs> yeah man that's capitalism they're just gonna join up like comcast <laughs> it's gonna like gardasil and and progressive merge right and, like, and, yeah so for you like as an artist like what's the appeal of these indie movies um usually it's just a more intimate experience it's a more you know what i mean it's like you really get to like you're working with the like you know the people around you in such a like kind of like we we got to figure out that word i got to figure out that word for it because there's something really precious about it you know what i mean it's like you're really not trying to waste any shots you're not trying to waste any anybody's time you know everybody's trying to work hard to create this thing and you know usually people are there because they believe in the the project they believe believe in the script you know because obviously it's like the money's lower so um but yeah but but it's but so yeah so there's something special about it there's something very uh you know it's it's just the yeah it's like it's i don't know i keep going back to the handmade thing it's kind of like there's just something about it's like you're putting your your actual not that you don't put your blood sweat and tears into the bigger budget stuff you obviously do but it's like there's something more personal about it i guess you know and 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 so like when it doesn't work, it really doesn't work, you know. Like, like if people like, <laughs> right. if, if people don't get along, then it's like you're. But but when people do get along, it's really special because everybody kind of creates this thing, and you know you really put the work in, and you know. So yeah, I don't know, so I guess that, that's the vibe. Yeah, and then and then usually it's like you, you're only kind of the director and the and the you know whoever my producers are on it are really the people that you're kind of, you know that like like it's like you have more almost creative collaborative freedom you know yeah. because because you can make some choices or 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 you know you can suggest certain things and usually it's more of a collaborative process than on the bigger stuff usually maybe like you're like oh don't do this or don't do that or or like you know we're trying to hit this demographic or we're trying to hit you know we're trying you know like it, it just it seems more um there's a little bit more controlledness to the bigger stuff which can be good and it can be bad both times but yeah i think that's the appeal though for the indie stuff is that you get it, it feels at least like there's a little more creative collaboration at play yeah mm-hmm. that's know? awesome so, yeah it's fun yeah. yeah here's a here's a uh an interesting actory question uh so speaking to the producers and directors out there that have no budget but they've got an actor that's been in larger stuff like yourself like Gardasil commercials and, yeah. and, 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 and Merc ads. We yeah. got the right. HPV guy. We got him. <laughs> yeah. What are some things, what are some tips that you would give those, you know, lower budget director producers of what not to do? Like at, from the perspective of an actor coming in, you flew into Oklahoma, you're on this, you know, lower budget set. 
Oh, like oh, so you've so like everything's already in play. Like everybody's signed up to do it, or is this like like you're not talking about like like t- like trying to get an actor to do a project like a low budget thing? Well, let, yeah, let's start with that. Okay, like starting off with like trying to get that actor on board. Yeah, the um, the incentive is always like, you know, I mean, obviously money is a big incentive, but then it's like the other the other part of it is like, is the story great? Will they like the story? Um, and and do they fit the role? And is it something that they might like to do? Because that that's a huge selling point. It's like, uh, you know, you, if you're going after an actor or an actress that that you really think would be so perfect for the role, it's really just the, in the pitch. You know what I mean? It's like it's like you know being like like it's it's a, it's a sale in a way. You know, it's like a like a car salesman being like you know like this is, you know, but a bit but with a beautiful dream rather than a metal box on wheels you know it's it's like right. um yeah so so it's huge so it's so finding the right person and that's how those these things get made that's how these big you know actresses and actors will do these small things because they really if the if the story is great and if the role is really special and, and they really like it then then they'll do it and then you know they'll figure out a way to like you know then then they'll get they'll get paid on the back end rather than getting paid up front you know which is kind of a great thing in a lot of ways for for everybody it kind of in a way it kind of makes sense it's like if everybody just got a rate and then you made and then if the movie made a lot of money then you got paid more money or if the movie yeah. didn't make a lot of money you don't get instead of like paying people like 300,000 up front and then having them go down and kind of phone it in and then you know and then whatever i don't know it's it's hard to say you know it's kind of like the same idea with sports it's like you know do you pay people like based on their performance or do you just do the whole based on the projection the projected performance um right so yeah but so, so i think i think that's important is just it's all on the pitch it's all on the the bonding and the relationship between the whoever's making the film and and who the artist that they're going after so nice but yeah and, then, and so, then so as far as like when you get down there what not to do is like you, you want everyone to be comfortable as comfortable as possible, you know, with crew too, which is why it's like, it's always, um, it sucks hearing stories about like crew getting put it up in like a shady motel with like cockroaches and shit for the night. You know what I mean? Rather than oh, yeah. everybody, get, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's like, had it's like that because it's like, if everybody's comfortable, they're all going to work, you know, they're all going to chances are they're going to do their best work. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, and that's why catering is so important. That's why the food is so important. It's like, you want people eating properly and you want people just being rested and, and energized and, and ready to work and inspired rather than angry and frustrated and annoyed and uncomfortable. So, <laughs> yeah. so, so the thing not to do would be, you know, you don't want to put people like in, in uncomfortable situations or positions, you know? So it's like, so take care of everybody, you know, it's like as producers, it's like, that's why it's like hats off to producers that are, you know, that take care of everybody because I, I, yeah, I believe in that. Like if you create an environment where people are comfortable and where they're going to be inspired and where they're, you know, it's a healthy working environment, you know, like you don't, you know, they're like, you, you, you tell everybody like right off the bat that, you know, this is a no harassment zone. You know what I mean? It's like, that's yeah. we're all working here together. We're all going to work hard. We're all going to, you know, show up for each other to work hard. And then, and then in my, in my, you know, what I can provide in, in return for that is a comfortable living arrangement, is, is good food, you know, things like whatever I can, like craft services that, that people like, you know, like find out like, like what the crew likes to eat, what people like to eat and, you know, accommodate people, you know, that, I mean, it's like, yeah. it's the penny wise dollar foolish thing. It's like, sometimes you work on projects where they try to save money and skimp out on certain things and it ends up kind of it ends up just creating a ripple effect and a big crack that just kind of doesn't go away, you know? Um, Preach! It, Preach! Yeah, no, but seriously, 
but it's easier said than done too it's like you know yeah. it's hard to do but um but yeah so that's the main thing is like you want just you want people to be comfortable so it's not like pampering people you know what i mean it's like it sucks when you know people get down there and you know one person's getting a five-star treatment and everybody else is getting two stars like that's kind of fucked up you know it's like but you want everybody yeah. to you want to find that happy medium you know you want to you know put everybody in a comfortable position so and and you know and it, and it can be done it's obviously harder with a lower budget but you just find a way you figure it out you know so, yeah. so what's your uh, what's your go-to craft service order or just my craft, craft service I, what, well, are you, what are you seeking i love crafty i'm a i'm a, I'm a craft, <laughs> craft craftaholic i uh i like m&ms i like peanut m&ms um i mean I, a big thing that I've been trying to hope for and, and trying to like, you know, go towards is the whole getting rid of single use plastics because yeah. it's such a, it's such a waste on, on big movie sets, you know? So oh, yeah. the water bottles is a big thing. It's like, it's trying to figure out a way that everybody can kind of enjoy and stay hydrated, but without wasting right. all that freaking plastic. The thing that drives me nuts on set is with the plastic bottles where people take like one drink and yeah. then they set it down and they didn't mark it. And then you got like a full bottle of water being thrown away. Mm-hmm. Mark your bottles. Mark, mark your bottles. Yeah. And bring your own bottle. You know what I mean? Like yeah. get a water bottle and just, just get a carabiner and snap it on your belt or like, you know, or just have a lunchbox or I don't know, something. There needs mm-hmm. to be a better way. There, and there is, and it's simple. It's such a simple fix, but it's just, for some reason, it's just annoying and, and hard for people. But, um, but yeah, and also like we had this baked brie up in uh, i worked this job in boston and like this the, the the crafty guys there they would make this baked brie and they would change it up so sometimes it would have fruit in it or sometimes it would have you know nuts in it or something it would have different stuff but that was delicious so it's always fun and exciting to for like the local uh whatever yeah. the craft people are making that they make something special on the day or like if it's yeah. friday and they make you know something those are always fun so mm-hmm. That's but yeah, awesome. but, the, but candy's probably the biggest go-to i'm with you yeah i'm with you so okay i gotta i gotta ask um you know, because we wouldn't be a, an entertaining podcast if we didn't at least get a little bit of fun stories from the set. Like, what, what do you have, without naming names, do you have any examples of some shit shows that you've been on? Yeah. I did a, I did a, I did a very, very uh, large budget comedy TV series that's been on the air for over 10 years. And I, and this was one of my very first gigs in Los Angeles. And, uh, and I was, I was, um, I was, uh, I was like, I was basically a featured extra. And I, um, I, I had a scene where I was like in a dance and, and I was in a kilt basically. I wasn't, I wasn't wearing a shirt. I was just wearing a kilt. And the idea was kind of like a, um, like a Scottish Chippendales dancer basically. And, uh, nice. and, uh, welcome and, to LA. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, but this is, no, but this is a really hilarious show and it's a really well done show and it's, um, and, but without naming names and stuff. But it was yeah. a, so we were we were a small feature part of the of the episode. But anyway, long story short, um, I was standing in in craft services where I hang out as I do, and uh, <laughs> and I was the, and I was the only one around. So I'm just wearing a kilt, you know, I've, I've you know got no shirt on, just a kilt and, and boots. And uh, the one of the main actresses in it is a very beautiful woman and a very established, super uh, well known actress and. She comes walking over and she's in a um, like wrapped up in, in a bed sheet because in the scene she's basically in a hotel room and like mm-hmm. she's in a bed sheet is like part of it. And um, so she comes walking over and so basically she's wearing a bed sheet and I'm wearing a kilt and that's it. You know, so I'm, we're oh, and so, so in my mind and we're the only ones there. There's nobody else around. And so in my mind, I was like, oh, well, like I'm going to make a joke about this. And like, you know, just just because, I, because like I'm you know, yeah, like, yeah. just to talk. 
So like what she comes back over and I'm like, hey, like, you know, haha, like you and me are we're basically wearing the same thing. And then and then she like looks at me and's like, huh? And I'm like, oh, like you and me, like, you know, like we're, I'm like pointing to my kilt and pointing to the bed sheet and they're like, oh, we're, you know, we're hot. We're kind of wearing the same thing, you know, like it, I know it was stupid, but it was also like, whatever, you know, like just yeah, like, yeah, I just, I'm just trying to make conversation. Yeah. And then, uh, and then she looks at me and she goes like, um, no. And she turns and makes a beeline back, oh, to, sell, like, back to where the police are. Like, well, no, but then the thing was, and then I was like, oh my God, I was like, what, like, what did it, like, what did, like, I don't understand. Like what the hell happened? Like, am I like, what, 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 what? I was like, I was like kind of taken aback. And I was like, I didn't know if she actually didn't understand me because she is from another country, but like also, I was ah. like, or, or I was like, or I was like, maybe she thought I was like, maybe like, like trying to come on to her just because she's beautiful and like, you know, and people probably do that all the time. Yeah. But like, I was legitimately yeah. just standing in line with nobody else around being like, Hey, I'm, you know, like, let's shoot the sh- I'm, you know, look at, well, isn't this funny that we're both basically yeah. wearing a towel, like, you know, and, um, and so, yeah, so then I was like, oh, man, so that was really annoying and awkward and weird. <laughs> You're like, and, like, it was funny, damn it. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. But, but then, and then, um, yeah, and it was, but it was like, you know, so that was kind of like one of my first kind of odd moments. And I was like embarrassed. Yeah. And then, so I like had my burrito and I was in my kilt and I just like went back to holding and like, <laughs> just like sat there and like felt really uncomfortable Who's the rest that? of the shoot. Who's that oh, yeah. sad Scottish guy eating the crying with his burrito <laughs> yeah. in the corner? Yeah, yeah. Look at that weirdo. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So that was, that, that was something. And then, uh, I don't know, I mean, like other crazy stuff on set. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, there, there's like, I was just so the fifth wave. You brought up the fifth wave before. We were doing a scene where we're running through the street and we're in like military garb and, and the street's kind of like apocalyptic looking, you know, because of the whole alien attack and stuff. And, so there's like newspapers and garbage all over the street and uh and it was cold it was like i think november december in in atlanta and uh and and then so we're basically like the last my last shot ever like i was gonna like finish out and like i was basically rap and um and we did a scene where i'm running around the street with like with the group of kids that are all we're all in our military you know gear and we have our little you know guns and stuff and um and i turned the corner like doing a full sprint and i guess my foot stepped on like a like a page of a magazine or something and it just like i freaking like flew my feet flew out from under me and i like landed right on my elbow like I, and like it was like on the hard oh, cold oh no and ow was, yeah 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 and, and i was and then so like <laughs> like and it was all on camera like it was all we were shooting so like but, but like it was just like the most embarrassing way to like end the end of the movie job and that's and, like, a picture wrap yeah and then, and then yeah they, and then and now i'm like holding my broken elbow and i'm like oh thanks everybody <laughs> yeah so like i was um yeah i was oh, there, yeah and there's just there's tons of stuff you know that that always there's always something that happens that's also the fun about what we do is kind of like you know there's just mistakes are made bloopers happen and usually yeah. it's really funny sometimes it's tragic sometimes it's like people really get hurt which sucks but also like sometimes it's really funny and you know well, and that reminds me you were quite the trooper on sleeping in plastic whenever our uh, one of our other co-hosts neil newbie just Neil's decked you in the face yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah he's he, yeah he just like Clocked you right in the face. They gave you a nice shiner. Yeah, do me a favor and and, and punch him in the nuts for me when he comes <laughs> on. Like, yeah, that'll be next time I see him. Yeah, that was yeah, that was a good story too. Cause that was like again, we're shooting like this low budget, you know. So we're like, you know, every day is important. Every day counts. Like, you know, it's like really, really, you know, tight uh, schedule. And like, yeah, we were doing this wrestling scene, and and he and I were gonna be like the two wrestlers grappling, and we wanted to make it look real, but but we were like, oh, let's just. You know, let's just kind of go with the flow. Let's just kind of feel it out to make it like organic and kind of like real. 
instead of choreographing it, which looking back on it, it's like, we should have choreographed it. That's why we get <laughs> fight choreographers. You're right, and, right. Then, and so, yeah, so like, you know, like we did this move where like, you know, he kind of like, I kind of pushed him down and he dropped down, but then he tried to like pop back up or like, or like kind of flail with his head. And my head was like right above his. And, and, and so the back of his head just kind of like, like a oh. seal, like almost, yeah, just like right into my eye socket or my yeah. orbital, whatever that is. And, and then I remember like we did that and I was like, I felt like, you know, like I was like, and I was like, you know, it was a real quick flash and I was kind of like, okay, okay, it's all good. Go with it, go with it. And then like, you know, we're on camera, we're still rolling. And so like, we're rolling around, we're rolling around and then we, you know, we're finished the, finished the wrestling sequence. And then they like, you know, they all cut. And then I remember I just like, kind of like, we both kind of got up and then everybody was like, <gasps> and like, and then I was, and I was like, and my eye felt like, I felt like, like, but you know, when you get hit in the face with a ball and like, you know, like oh, a soccer yeah. ball or something and like, and yeah. like your face feels like flat. Yeah. It was kind of like this part of my face felt kind of like smushed. But mm-hmm. I kind of was like, oh, it's just because it's like, you know, it's a fresh, you know, smack in the face. But then, like, I'm like looking around and everybody's like, oh, my God. And then I was like, what, what? And then they're like, you're, you, you're, you're thing. And like, and then so like we kind of like I went over and I got to see in like a like a mirror or whatever. I think with Tony Marla, I think she had like a little like a, like in the makeup and stuff. And like I had a full hematoma like coming out of oh, my dude. eyebrow. It was you like had a, big, a straight like, yeah. shiner. Yeah, but, but it, was, it, it looked, like, it looked kind of like this, and it was just like yeah. you know, on my face. And I was like, what, what? And then, and then we were all kind of like, well, what? and this was like one of the first days of filming. It was like within wow. the first week. Oh yeah. So like everybody, the producers were all like, whoa. So like, what do we do now? Like now we're gonna have to keep this look going. And so the makeup team, fortunately did a great job because they had to then for the rest of it kind of like match it and like you know put make a prosthetic hematoma and like a big bumpy bruise and color it differently and and change the color for the rest of the film so hats off to them but that was yeah that was another fun like silly crazy thing that happened and then neil felt Neil felt so bad. I'm pretty sure he was afraid he was gonna get fired. <laughs> he was like, brought the movie to a screeching halt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was so. That was like he probably felt like how I felt when I did the craft services when I was in my burrito and right. my like, yeah. It was like I thought I was like I was like, oh, I'm gonna get fired. This is weird. Like, yeah, no, but it was fine, and it, it actually and it kind of added to the. I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen it again. Maybe like, you know, maybe we watch and we're like, oh, fuck this. Yeah. What happened there? But like, but I like, I think it added to it because then it was just kind of like, you know, it was, I don't know. It was just real, you know, it was yeah. like, it was an added um, realistic edge to the film. So, and it That's was fun. Cool. Yeah. I've always liked that about like um, kind of the 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 improvisational aspect of like the lower budget stuff of like, oh, shit. Now he has this yeah. thing. Now we gotta we gotta roll with yeah. it. Gotta figure out. Gotta you know trial and error. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a very organic process. It's a very like I, I that's a, I, I love that too about it. That's that's also that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, man, we're gonna let you get back to uh, doing some rock climbing. Um, where can we find you guys? Or where you guys? Actually, you know what? Yeah, you guys. Where can we find you guys online? Mm-hmm. And uh, keep form. up with sleeping in plastic. <laughs> keep up with with you and the the magnificent jogger. Well, so that's Denny Love. His Instagram is Denny Love for real, and mm. uh, he's on Instagram. And I'm sure he's on uh, Tinder and Raya and and all the mm-hmm. other dating apps. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, but uh, yeah, no, I'm on uh, my Instagram is basically it's probably the thing I use the most. I don't. I mean, I have a Facebook, but I don't really use it that much. Um, but my Instagram is just Alex, A-L-E-X underscore MacNickel, M-A-C-N-I-C-O-L-L. It always sounds like the Mickey Mouse Club theme. Yeah, it does. But yeah, that's what I'm on social. That's the only thing I use really on social media. I don't have a Twitter or any of that. 
Um, but yeah, yeah, honestly, but good for you. Yeah, but but God sleeping. Bless you. Yeah, the sleeping in plastic has a has an Instagram too. It's just yeah. I think it's just sleeping in plastic, and then Van, the director, he has uh, he has his Instagram, and he has his company called Go Pop Films, I think. Yeah, and uh, nice. yeah, and his Instagram is Run Van Run. And uh, so he puts up a bunch of great content. But, dude, it's really exciting, man, because it's going to premiere at Austin Film Fest on the 24th. Uh, and, then, and then it's going to also uh, open at um, the Lone Star Film Festival, I think it's called, in, at, in Fort Worth. Uh, and that, Yeah, and that'll be in November, I think. And then also in October, it's going to premiere internationally or, or have its Spain premiere or whatever at, um, at the Majorca Film Festival. Uh, nice. which is a really cool festival and so yeah so it's really exciting it's kind of it's having a fun little um, you know fun little festival run right now so hopefully we get more festivals and yeah and hopefully people like yeah. it yeah yeah that's awesome yeah, yeah. Get to see your, was, your awesome black eye in it yeah, yeah <laughs> right yeah. Uh, yeah it's funny because now i'm like having all these memories and it's, it is going to be interesting to see how that how that all looks and, and all the yeah. makeup and stuff yeah so because it wow. felt real and it looked kind of real while we were doing it so it sure looked real from the sidelines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, but it was fun, man. It was a blast. And, yeah, and uh, I, I wonder if they're going to have a, some kind of premiere, some kind of screening in Oklahoma, because that'd be really cool if they did. I, don't I sure hope so, because I'd love to see yeah. it. Yeah. And, uh, well, dude, go down to Austin, man, for, for the film festival. I think I might have to. That sounds like it would be really fun. Yeah. You know, and there also, there's a bunch of other great little films down there. There's... um. Terrence Malick's got a film that's going to be playing oh, yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And, and Honey Boy is going to be there. I don't know if you're like a Shia LaBeouf fan, but um, Honey Boy is that the one with uh, he is he's like the ex-con or something. So I think it's it's like his yeah it's like the dad it's a father son story I think. And it's oh okay. Like, yeah, it's um, but he might be an ex-con. He might have yeah I think he might have done some time or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But um, but yeah, so I mean, there's a bunch of cool films going on down there. So if you can make it down there, I mean, I know it's a little bit of a trip for you coming from Oklahoma all the way to Austin. That's a train yeah. ride. It's no problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So think about it. But yeah. yeah, but um, yeah. So, but but I would say yeah, just stay posted if anybody's interested to get on Instagram and check out Sleeping in Plastic because that they they keep that updated with with all the details and nice. Yeah. Yeah, man. Awesome, man. Well, dude, thanks so much for for lending us your time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hey, man. I'm glad we finally got to do this. I know it's been I a know. weeks in the making. Yeah. So. Yeah. But yeah, but it was fun, man. It was nice to meet you, Nick. Happy yeah, birthday nice to again. Meet you too, dude. Hey, appreciate yeah, it. But, Thank you. Yeah, but we'll. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the next time we get to work, whether it's in Oklahoma or Albuquerque or wherever. That's right. So, one Rock of these climbing days. in Albuquerque. We'll meet up there. Yeah, dude. But I'm <laughs> hey, telling man. you, man. Not to pull you away from Oklahoma, but like, like Albuquerque's got a great scene, man. Yeah. But but like, but you know, just get you know, all you gotta do is get the uh, all you gotta do is uh, you know, call <laughs> the governor and uh, you know, have them have them bring those incentives to Oklahoma. And no, because Oklahoma's yeah. a great spot to shoot. So I'm hoping they get more films there. I'm hoping they get more, you know, incentives and and everything because it's a, it is a great great community. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Awesome. It was thank you, man. It's yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. All right, man. It was my pleasure, man. So yeah, well, good talking to you, and until the next time. So good of Alex to give us some of his time t- to answer our questions. Oh, Nick, you've transformed. <laughs> I don't know how to do a Nick impression. <laughs> Does Nick laugh like that? Yeah. Was that was that your version <laughs> of Nick, like a French <laughs> chef? Oui, oui, oui. S'il vous plaît. <laughs> Parfait vous. That's all I know. I don't even know what I just said. Croissant. <laughs> Croissant. Oh. <laughs>
all French people eat their croissants. <laughs> we should start this over. Nah. Nah? Okay. Nah, this is good. This is freaking gold. All right. So, trying to think of what we could do, what kind of game we could play, because I don't want to do something super complicated. So, we're going to play an introductory game, okay? Why? Because I'm blonde? No, because you're simple. <laughs> <laughs> Did he just say his wife was simple? <laughs> simply <laughs> wonderful. Mm-hmm. Simple. Oh. simply brilliant. Simply divine. <laughs> well, you're gonna. You're All right, so we're gonna play a little game called the question game, and the way we're gonna do this is we're going to uh, play out a scene using only questions. So if you don't, if you end up using a statement, uh, then I ring the bell, and then. The other person. No, I get it. I get okay. it, Brian. I understand to explain how more. the game is played. I mean, it's not that hard. You are simply divine. <laughs> <laughs> Love you. <laughs> this is such a. Un- this is gonna be a very unique episode. <laughs> a marriage ended that day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez, we heard it happen before our ears. Before our very ears. And the man was murdered. Okay, so uh, let's see here. What's the relationship between the two of us? What? What's a relationship? Oh, oh. Okay. Yes. yes. <laughs> Simple lady. <laughs> yes, what is the relationship that we are going to pretend to do? <laughs> yeah, that wasn't just me checking in on us. <laughs> How are we doing? <laughs> are we okay? <laughs> yeah. Yes, what is our relationship? I think it's pretty bad right now. (laughs) Stronger than ever. Okay. Well, how about this to go with it? Um, Oh, gosh. How about a priest and... No. How about uh, two people in quarantine for the corona? Since you're drinking, Lainey is drinking a coronita right now. I walked in yesterday and she was drinking a coronita, which is a small corona for the layperson. And I said, you got the coronavirus? And being simple laney, I looked at him and I go, what? (laughs) And I said, the corona? You're drinking corona? Now I get why we're doing an easy game. It's all coming together now. Ah, it all makes sense. Okay, so we're two people in quarantine for the coronavirus, okay? okay? In three, two, one. Oh, gosh. Are you symptomatic? Is this blood coming out of my nose? Why would there be blood coming out of your nose? Does this look like ketchup? What kind of ketchup could that be? Hmm. (coughs) Is that blood? Does it taste like blood? What does blood taste like? Does it taste like ketchup? When has ketchup ever tasted like blood? Why are your eyes so weird looking right now? Where's a mirror? Why are my eyes so weird looking right now? Are you feverish? Is, is, is a ringing in my ears feverish? What's, what's, I can't think. (laughs) 
That's one point for me. <laughs> one is, zero. Continue, what, continue, what continue. No, no, I on. need to know. What, what is the name of ringing in your ears? Is it tinnitus? Tinnitus. Oh. I was a tendinitis. I was tendinitis. like, do you have tendinitis in your ears? <laughs> I was like, wait, that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And I couldn't think right. of it. I continuing. panicked. Continuing. Okay, okay. All right, okay. one point for me. Okay, okay. We'll just go two out of three. Okay, okay. okay. All right, here we go. Here we go. Action. Uh, does coronavirus virus? <laughs> does coronavirus make your teeth feel funky? How do your teeth feel? I. <laughs> <laughs> two two I zero. With I. Two, two, I was zero. like, well, there's no coming out of that. <laughs> I I do believe, sir. No, I don't. I I hate this already. <laughs> I hate this. Okay, game. wait, wait, all right, wait, wait, one more, one more. Can you see the rash on my butt? What is that in the shape of? Does it look like a cat? It feels like a cat. Does it look like a cat? Do you like cats? Why would I? Why would that have anything to do with the rash on my butt? Why did you grow the rash on your butt? Why would I purposefully grow a rash on my butt? Why do you do the things you do? I don't know. <laughs> why would this not clearly be part of the coronavirus? Will you pull up the symptoms for coronavirus? Don't you have a computer? Hmm. Is your computer not right in front of us? Why do we have to go with my computer? And by the way, clearly, uh, where, where do the symptoms end with all these symptoms? Does that say your butt swells? Where'd you read that? Isn't it right there? Right where? Do you have swelling butt? Question mark. Is your butt swelling? I don't know. Can you feel it? Do what? I have coronavirus? What is that? I think... I think that's a symptom of the coronavirus. I can't do this game! <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. I'll, I'll end it. I'll end it, okay? okay here okay, here okay. we go. Okay. It's a corona. <laughs> <laughs> If you guys could see the glare that I'm giving him right now. Thank you for guest co-hosting uh, the intro and outro of this episode. I'm Simple Laney. Join <laughs> us next week. <laughs> and if you liked what you heard and you'd like to be a part of it yourself, you can go to patreon.com slash Show. In the meantime, you can also check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Or check us out at okishowshow.com where you can see all of our original sketches, all of our previous episodes, and much, much more. You want to say bye, Lenny? If anybody's looking for a roommate, there's a, <laughs> a beautiful, simple blonde girl. Oh, gosh. <laughs> looking, <laughs> looking for a place to stay. <laughs> we'll see you people in the next two weeks. Bye. The Oki Show Show is a mostly harmless media podcast recorded at Tower Studios in Oklahoma City. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating. If you're a business or industry professional that would like to advertise on the podcast, email info at okishowshow.com. Rates starting as low as $25.